0: Mothers, we pray that you're blessed today. In fact, uh, we're now going to take time to look into God's Word. Um, I've not preached in my in my uh, time in ministry, I've not preached many sermons. In fact, I did find one uh, that I preached a number of years ago. I've not done many uh, sermons about mothers on Mother's Day. But, but this year, in light of the time that we're in, in light of the the uh, particular ways that we're seeing motherhood on display in this time of staying at home i think it's particularly honorable that we take time to honor our moms uh before we jump into the message though i just wanted to uh acknowledge what chris had acknowledged earlier that that this mothers day isn't always a happy day for everyone there are some who are not mothers who would like to be There are some who were mothers but lost their child. There are some whose mothers have passed away, and therefore their memory is both a joy and a sorrow. For some, this day can reflect a certain sadness. And to that, we remind ourselves that God sees us and that God knows us. He sympathizes with us today. He loves us today. And may the comfort of God's care and affection over each one of us. Bring us hope and encouragement on this Mother's Day. And now would you join me in turning to Luke chapter 1. That's where we're going to be reading this morning. And as you turn there, let me bring us into a word of context uh, in what's happening in Luke 1. You may know that the teenaged woman, her name was Mary, the mother of our Lord, she was visited by the angel Gabriel and he told this virgin that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. This child would be the son of God and reign over the household of Jacob forever. Gabriel told him, her his name is Jesus. And then to add to the confirmation that nothing is too difficult from God for God, Gabriel told her that a relative Elizabeth who was old and barren at the time, was also now pregnant. So we pick up the story as Mary is on her way to visit her relative Elizabeth. I'm reading, again, Luke 1, starting at verse 39. Hear now the word of the Lord. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Lord, on this Mother's Day, we we look at our mothers and we look beyond them, and we see you as their creator. And Lord, we worship you and thank you for our moms. And today, as we look into your word and we see yet another faithful mother, Lord, would we be stirred in our hearts, stirred with faith and belief like Mary had. And may we all, one to another, follow you and submit to you, even as we see the example of this extraordinary mother. So help us, Lord, Inform us by your Holy Spirit as we look into your word now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of this message this morning is Portrait of a Faithful Mother. Because of Mary's extraordinary calling as the mother of Jesus, some over the course of history have been tempted to attribute to Mary a certain form or status A reverence, even some have endeavored to worship her. Uh, That kind of reverence, that kind of worship is misplaced because though she did carry the Lord, she was an ordinary lady. An ordinary lady, yes, and one chosen for an extraordinary purpose. And as we consider Mary this morning, it's her response to the Lord that I'm drawn to, as we'll see in this Response, the portrait of a faithful mother. As we see Mary and her response to the Lord and his incredible asking of her to carry this baby and all that that entailed, what I'm struck with is Mary's faith, with Mary's trust, with Mary's hope. This was a faith filled mother. And I pray this morning that we would be encouraged as we look at the example of this faithful mother. So we're going to look at four aspects of this portrait this morning. Through Mary's response, we see that she was, first of all, a woman of believing faith. Look with me at verse 45. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. These are the words that Elizabeth, her relative, says when Mary is there at Elizabeth's house and when Mary is walking by faith so evidently to her relative Elizabeth, this is what Elizabeth says. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what the Lord had spoken to her. So what what Elizabeth in that moment is saying is, Mary, you are so blessed because you believed what God had spoken to you. Against all odds, you believed, you have walked and acted by faith. I mean, put yourself in Mary's shoes. She's a teenager growing up in a Jewish culture, and then she is visited by an angel And this angel says, oh, by the way, the the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the result of that will be that you will carry the Savior of the world. Can you imagine the thoughts going on in Mary's heart and in her mind when she conceives, when she understands this baby that is within her, when she is confronted with her family, with Joseph, and tells them what occurred and how they would struggle to believe that. Would she be kicked out of her home? Would she be released from her engagement to Joseph? Would she be kicked out of town? Maybe even stoned for adultery. All these thoughts. I mean, Mary was a human like us. They must have flooded her heart when hearing this from the angel Gabriel. And yet, her response... Is extraordinary. May it be to you, may it be to me, excuse me, as you have said, I am the Lord's servant. What faith this mother possessed. This is extraordinary faith. This is humble submission to her Lord. See, when God calls someone to an extraordinary task, He gives that someone extraordinary faith. And this is true of this mother. God gave this mother an extraordinary task. But God gave to this mother extraordinary faith. God loves to do that. He loves to stretch us beyond our own capabilities. Mothers, maybe this morning you you would say, Yep, that's me right now. I am stretched beyond my own capabilities. And you know what? As tough as that may be, that's a good place to be. Because when God calls you to extraordinary tasks, he gives you extraordinary faith to walk in him and believe in him and trust in him so that you can accomplish the things that God desires in your life. See, God calls us to walk by faith and not by sight. God gives mothers the ability, in particular, in a, in a unique and special way, to, to walk by faith and not by sight. Why is it that when, when the, at a football game, when, when the camera pans to this big hulking guy on the sidelines, who does he say hi to? He doesn't say hi to his dad. He says hi to his mom, Because mom always believed in him. Mom had faith in him. When dad may have said, you are on your own, dude. You know who it was? It was mom who was faithfully believing that there was something good in that boy. Though she may not have been able to see it in the moment, she believed that God had done something good. Maybe like the time when I was a 10-year-old punk growing up in Connecticut that I I thought that it was a really good idea to take stones from my driveway and hit them as high up into the air with a tennis racket as I possibly could, even though I lived near a busy road. And sure enough, it wasn't long in my endeavor to rocket these things up into the air that the trajectory of that rock went and landed on a 1978 Ford Econoline van with the license plate WE-707, it's so ingrained in my mind, and I ran upstairs and hid under my bed and left my mom, who was the only one still at home, to deal with this angry man as he pulled in the driveway and wondered about his windshield. Uh, my mom in that moment, I'm sure, was not saying, boy, my son has a bright future. Mom... Thanks for your faith in what you couldn't see in that moment. See, God does this with mothers. He gives them the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. He gave that faith to Mary. He gives that faith to you and to me. And he gives that faith to moms in a particular way, especially when we can't see what's coming. When he calls for an extraordinary task, he gives extraordinary faith. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So this Mary, this mother, she was a mother of believing faith. But not only was there evidence of her vibrant believing faith she was also a woman of earnest worship look at verse 46 and 47 when considering the works of the lord look at how this mother responded she said my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior see when mary speaks of her soul magnifying the Lord. She's communicating that from the very depths of her being, she is enthralled with the worship of her Lord and her King. She loves her Lord. She loves her God. She has known him and considers him worthy of all of her praise and adoration. Mary's whole being is caught up in praise to the lord notice where she locates her praise it's not in her circumstances because her circumstances will become challenging over time in fact just the next chapter there is a prophecy over her that says and the lord there there'll be a sword that pierces her own soul so so mary has a a challenging road ahead of her and yet even in light of those things mary rejoices in her lord notice one other thing here in this verse she said my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior see mary knew she needed a savior though she was carrying the son of god mary recognized her own poverty of spirit she knew of her own needs. She needed a savior just like everyone else. Notice Mary didn't say, my spirit rejoices in God, my son. She says, my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. See, Mary knew she needed a savior. She knew she wasn't perfect. Yet the one that she carried was Perfect. This Jesus that she bore would lead a perfect life and then in a moment of intense sacrifice offers up himself as the sacrifice for the sins of everyone who will ever turn to him in faith and belief. She rejoices in God, her savior, and she submits to her Lord out of that understanding this is a believing woman with sincere faith. This is a woman of earnest worship. This mother was also, thirdly, a woman of meek humility. Look at verses 48 and 49. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. He who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name she she recognized her place before an almighty god see mary wasn't impressed with herself she was impressed with her lord and she 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 knew her place before her lord she had she had experienced her lord and his power and his greatness and so she wasn't impressed with herself she was impressed with her lord and these words, he who is mighty, in the original language, it's rightly understood that God was like, it draws up the connotations of the Old Testament warrior king. That's what that phrase, he who is mighty, that that those are the connotations that would have been known to the original hearers. And so when she says, he who is mighty, she is calling forth an understanding of her God as her warrior king. In other words, this is the God who fights for me. I am humble. I am lowly. I am not the one who can accomplish all kinds of amazing things. But I do have a Lord who is able to do abundantly more than I could ask Or imagine and so he who is mighty my warrior king this is what she's saying to herself i have a king who fights for me i have a king who goes ahead of me he is my mighty king he is my mighty warrior moms this morning if i can just speak to you for a moment as you have faith in your lord understand this he is your warrior king he is the one who goes before you into battle maybe you feel like you're in the midst of a battle right now your lord is your mighty king and he goes before you to provide for you and makes a way for you maybe there's a relationship in your home that is difficult for you maybe there's there's a lack of that faith For a son or a daughter. Maybe you've been praying for a son or a daughter or a a grandson or a granddaughter or or some relative that that you've been praying for years and and you're tempted to, to give up in your prayers. Well, Mary, the mother, through her words and through God's Holy Spirit, communicates to you this morning, you have a king who is mighty, who is able, and who can accomplish that which you can't accomplish. So take courage. Be of good hope this morning. You have a mighty king. This mother was one of believing faith, of earnest worship, of meek humility. She knew her place before the Lord. And finally, this was a mother, this was a woman of informed conviction. Uh, Mary knew the words of God. She, she spoke with a conviction that wasn't haphazard. Rather, it was informed by scripture. In fact, it almost sounds like when we read the words of Mary, it almost sounds like Mary is quoting scripture. But in fact, she's not quoting scripture. She is so well versed in the scripture that enjoy what just erupts out of her mouth sounds like scripture as she recounts the faithfulness of god now how did that happen that happened because not only did mary know god personally and intimately mary studied god she was informed in her convictions i want to draw some of these out for us this morning first of all she knew of god's mercy look at verse 50 She says this, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. She knew of God's mercy. She also knew of God's sovereignty. Verse 51 and 52, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. This overwhelming sense that, that God is sovereign over kings and rulers and everyone. She knew his sovereignty. She knew, thirdly, God's inclination toward the lowly. He has exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He knew; She knew that God was inclined toward those who understood the poverty of their own spirit. He was inclined to the lowly. And fourthly, she knew of God's faithfulness as she spoke of his faithfulness over history. Verses 54 and 55. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. See, this morning, Mary knew the Lord. Mary knew her God and King. This wasn't just something she did as she walked into the synagogue. No, Mary studied. Her convictions were informed by the Word of God that, that again, when, when she is exulting in Him, what comes out is this deep and rich theology. You know, I'm so grateful dear church, to be a part of a body of believers in which the men and the women study and know the word of God, that that we can speak from a vantage point of understanding who God is. First, because he's revealed Jesus Christ to us, and we know him by faith. But it doesn't just stop there, that we continue to press into the word of God. See, why is it that Mary could respond when hearing this almost incredible news from the angel gabriel why could mary respond with this thought may it be to me as you have said i'm the lord's servant may it be to me as you have said why could she respond that way she had real faith because she was informed by the word of god she understood and studied the word of god her convictions were informed by the word and so I'm so grateful to be a part of a church where male and female, men and women, boys and girls, we're studying the word of God together. And then particularly for you as mothers. Do you know God has positioned you uniquely to have a unique role in the lives and hearts of your sons and daughters? As you know the word of God and as it spills forth from your life, do you know what it does? It accomplishes amazing things that you may not be aware of in fact there's a reality that mothers you since you are so connected to the infants you are so connected to the young ones you have a very unique god-given role and i pray that that mothers you would uh, as as you have opportunity press into this all the more let me illustrate in this way Uh, mothers your walk with the lord your worship of the Lord, it bears significant fruit in the hearts and lives of those around you. Let me ask you to consider uh, Eunice and Lois, the mother and grandmother of Timothy. Let me read from Second Timothy 1.5. This is Paul speaking to the young pastor, Timothy, when he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. See, these women were instructive in Timothy's life. Their influence of faith and godliness bore real spiritual fruit. What Paul is saying is I see the mark of faith in your grandmother and in your mother, and I see that mark in your life, Timothy, because of how they were faithful to pass that on, of how they were faithful to speak of the Lord and sing of the Lord and dwell with the Lord and encourage Timothy in his faith in the Lord. And, you know, we have some who are joining in this morning who are single moms. Your husband is not around to help you to lead the family spiritually. And so I just want to encourage you. The Lord is with you. May it be true of your children one day that someone would write of them, I see the faith of your mother in you. Because she was faithful to speak of me. She was faithful to open the word of God. She was faithful to pray with you at night. She was faithful to direct your eyes toward your Savior. See, moms, God has uniquely positioned you to be agents of of strong faith, to be worshipers that worship the Lord in true earnestness, to exercise great humility and meekness before your children, before the Lord, and then to speak with a grounded conviction in the word of God. And, and when you do that, mothers, imperfectly, as you will, we all fail, but as you do that, dear mothers, do you see faith rises in the hearts of those around you? You have a God-given, unique role Oh, may we rise and call our mothers blessed on this day. And so as I as I draw us to a close here, I just want to encourage us together that as mothers you have been given believing faith and earnest worship and meek humility and informed conviction. A- at the end of this, I say this, let us look to Jesus. Mothers, in this time of quarantine in particular, I'm sure of a couple things. I'm sure that the laundry list, the laundry pile, it never goes away. I'm sure that there are mounds of dishes that don't do themselves. I'm sure there are moments when you just feel at the end of your strength. Mothers, this morning... The Lord is your strength. And he has equipped you to carry out the extraordinary tasks of motherhood with an extraordinary faith as you look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of that faith. So here's how we're going to close. We're going to look to the one who is faithful. We all stumble and fall in various ways Yes, even mothers stumble and fall, but the Lord is the faithful one who carries us on. Mothers, may you be encouraged as you carry on in God's strength and together we give thanks to God for you. May the Lord be the center of your heart. Let me pray for you now as we conclude in song. Lord, thank you. That even though every one of us have imperfect mothers, we can still see your image in them. We can still experience your goodness through them. And we give thanks to you, dear Lord. This was your idea. This was your design. And so on this Mother's Day, we ultimately give thanks to you. We put our hope in you. We put our trust in you. And we give our thanks to you now. In Jesus' name we say these things. Amen.